All right, Johnny, we're talking changes, and no, I'm not talking about the Tupac Shakur classic changes. <laughs> I'm talking about coaching changes, and although change can be scary, we're going to highlight a few players that you know are going to be exciting as far as what these coaches can do for their offenses and what they might bring in 2019 right here on the Fantasy Whispers. talking NFL head coaching changes of 2019 we're bringing you the top four stories of those of the what we see as the top four head coaching positions as well as we're going to do some rapid fire on some new uh, some other new head coaches on today's show Travis this will be a lot of fun you and I get to pick each other's brain throw out some stats and have some fun right here on the fantasy whispers but first Travis I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Whisper Nation for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast or watch the show on YouTube. If you aren't on one of those other platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, make sure you go over there and and follow us. Hit that bell on YouTube so you get a notification every time we put a new video up. And you can follow along with the Whisper Nation. Yeah, and I just want to say, Johnny, as you said, thank you to the Whisper Nation. We spent some time this offseason uh, you know, honing our craft, getting things ready, and we've got an exciting off-season of content coming for you. So if you guys aren't subscribed on all these platforms, you are going to miss some things and some key things that we have going out. And listen, before you know it, fantasy football season is going to be here, and you're going to wish that you had this knowledge. So let us drop it on you. All right. So we're going to start off, Travis, in, in your little backyard there with our very first coaching change. And that's of the Green Bay Packers hiring Matt LaFleur, previous offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. And then before that, he was the uh, L.A. Rams offensive coordinator. And then he spent a couple of seasons before that in Atlanta as the quarterback's coach, as well as in Washington as the quarterback's coach. Travis, give us a little bit more of a breakdown of what you see from each position on this Green Bay Packers offense and what you think LaFleur can bring to that offense yeah so if you're just kind of the casual NFL fan you're looking at this hiring and you're going Matt LaFleur taken from Tennessee they were not very good what is going on here so come with me if you will back a year before that and let's take a look at what he would have been had he not gone to Tennessee he would have been the hottest coaching hire in the NFL right now because of his ties to direct ties to Sean McVay as the offensive coordinator of the Rams in their resurgent year two years ago. And so for me, I was trying I was trying to break down these stats, Johnny, and trying to look at what we could pick out of the Tennessee uh, stint that he had there. And for me, it's the nine games where Mariota had 20 plus attempts. And that's because we're not going to have games where Rodgers doesn't have 20 plus attempts. It's just not something that's going to happen. And in those games where Mariota could get to 20-plus attempts, where the offense was clicking, where Mariota was healthy, Henry, Derrick Henry, the running back, was an RB8 in PPR formats. We're talking about a guy that's specifically just a standard running back. He was RB8 in those games. So we like that, what we're seeing out of that, if the offense is clicking. And and let's, let's face it, the offense in Green Bay is going to be vastly better and more talented than the offense in Tennessee. We look, We can look back at the... L.A. Rams years with Matt LaFleur. We could see that Gurley was an RB1 in PPR under LaFleur. 
We know he likes single back sets. We've seen it with Devonta Freeman when he was in Atlanta. He was an RB6. We've seen it with Alfred Morris when he was in uh, Washington. Uh, Alfred Morris was an RB7 in PPR. So for me, I really like what LaFleur can do for Aaron Jones. You look at Aaron Jones on the Green Bay Packers, the single back sets. I know there's been talk of it being a committee of such, but I really like what I'm going to see out of Jones last year and married with Matt LaFleur. Yeah, I have my concerns about Matt LaFleur going to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, The first one being he is 39 years old. Aaron Rodgers is 35. Aaron has been known to not like the decision-making by or play-calling by the head coach. And, in fact, he was the main reason why Green Bay Packers got a new head coach. And so if you have a hard time listening to Mike McCarthy and his play calling, I can only imagine Matt LaFleur being four years older than Aaron Rodgers and trying to get that play call in. Um, we'll see how that, that marriage works out. Again, the, you're going to hear the big ties of Sean McVay. Everyone wants to try to find the new Sean McVay. Um, but for me, Travis, I do have my concerns about this running back position. Uh, I, I'm with you. I think Aaron Jones is the best running back in that backfield. But we've seen time and time again these stories that come out all offseason where LaFleur is looking for more running backs, and that's concerning. Now, that if you can figure out which one's going to be the lead and it looks to be Aaron Jones, I think there's value there for sure. Um, but we'll see where he goes and drafts ultimately to determine if I want a piece of that pie because he is – saying, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be a timeshare or uh, he's looking. He was there were rumors he was looking at Jordan Howard, that they were trying to get uh, a, a potential big name running back landing in Green Bay when you and I both know that they just need to give the rock to Aaron Jones a little bit more. And they've got a very good running back there. So I do have my concerns with Matt LaFleur as the play caller um i wasn't exactly impressed last season with what he did uh, i was expecting a lot more from marcus mariota and um you know the derrick henry i love the stat that you pulled i thought it was a very very good one but derrick henry uh, it would be interesting because that was such a headache right the Dion lewis derrick henry was such a huge headache and i don't know yeah, if i, I, I want a part of I that i think two things i think really quickly i think what we'll see is more of a Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman situation, if anything, if, if they can stick with Jones, unless if they were to draft someone. And then the other thing about him and Rodgers, that dynamic, if you look at a lot of what's written online about LaFleur and players that have played with him, they love him. Yeah. So if LaFleur can get that relationship actually working more as a peer-to-peer relationship because they are so close in age, I think they could do big things in Green Bay this year. All right. Now, speaking of big things, Travis, we are going to move on to America's new favorite team, and that is the <laughs> Cleveland Johnnies. <laughs> hey, I'm calling it right now. Uh, that is the Cleveland Browns hiring Freddie Kitchens as their full time head coach. You look at what Freddie Kitchens has done over. The second part of last season, he took Baker Mayfield, was a rookie starting quarterback, and he allowed him to throw 27 passing touchdowns, which is a rookie record. 
Uh, if you if you look at the weapons that they're placing around Baker Mayfield, it makes so much sense for the offense that he's trying to run. They just got OBJ. Everyone loves that. They had Landry. They've got Njoku. They went out and got Kareem Hunt. So they're definitely putting the offensive pieces around Baker Mayfield for this offense to succeed. You look at uh, his record before the record of the Browns before he took over it was two five and one, and then he took um, he took over and I say take over because it was kind of a timeshare split between a defensive coordinator did his job and then the offensive coordinator did his job and they both kind of ran it and uh, they that resulted in a five and three record over the second half of the season they came this close to making the playoffs. Um. But if you look at the coaching tree, this is the, the part that I love about Freddie Kitchens, right, Travis? Nick Saban, LSU, he coached under him. Bill Parcells in 2006 under the Dallas Cowboys, coached under him. Kevin Wisenhunt underneath the Arizona Cardinals from 2007 to 2012. And then Bruce Arians from 2013 to 2017. And then I'm just going to leave off the Hugh Jackson one because no one ever likes to be underneath Hugh Jackson or be compared uh, to that coaching staff. But other than that, you take off Hugh Jackson from there and you're talking about quality offensive coordinators, uh, you know, head coaches that were really, really dominant offensive coordinators. And he's learned underneath those for, you know, over 20 years. So I love Freddie Kitchens as the off as the new head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And I am declaring it right now. Cleveland Browns are America's new favorite team. Well, we can get into the disputing of that because we just talked about the Packers. And, I, you know, as a Packers fan, I'd like to think that they're really America's team. <laughs> God knows it's not Dallas. <laughs> but either way, um, I really love what the Browns did here. It was a little bit of the we got to go with an offensive mind. He's younger, this kind of thing. Not as young as some of these other hires, but they trusted in what he did with his with their franchise quarterback. They trusted what their franchise quarterback thought of the man. And if you look at this team from week nine on, when you're talking about Kitchens taking over the reins as play calling, he had no play calling experience prior to last year. But it, from week nine on, you saw the Browns end 2018 as the number six team in yards or in plays that went 20 plus yards down the field. 60 plays of that of that nature uh, last year. And that had to do with Freddie Kitchens. You look at from week nine on, uh Baker Mayfield was QB nine in fantasy football, and he had an average depth of he had an average depth of target of nine point four yards. So he wa they are going to throw, and with OBJ, you can bet your bottom dollar they're going to continue to throw. They finally fixed their one weakness on the offense last year, which was receiving help behind Jarvis Landry. Now they put somebody in front of Jarvis Landry, and what's great about uh, you know, all of this passing is people, you know, we've been getting hit up on Instagram. Like, what about Chubb with Kareem Hunt and blah, blah, blah. And Chubb. I love Chubb. Yeah. And if people want to draft Kareem Hunt behind behind him a few rounds and, and do that and waste it, that's eight weeks out of the year. They're going to be missing a running back. And uh, do we Chubb know when the their buy is? Do we know when the Cleveland Browns buy? I did not know because the the schedule has not come out until okay. April. The so and that could even be uh, nine weeks, depending on if if they have their buy, you know, not weeks nine through correct. thirteen. So correct. We saw that with Mark Ingram a little bit last year. Mm -hmm. So with Chubb, though, I loved him last year. In those nine weeks that Freddie Kitchens was the man, Chubb was RB six in PPR. You cannot beat that kind of talent. Um, and, and listen, we talk about, oh, my God, all these weapons. 
if you're going to tell me that OBJ isn't going to help Chubb, you're an idiot. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, talk a bunch of smack here, but li- literally when you have a good offense like that, look at Kansas City. When you get more opportunity, better things happen. And, and opportunity is paramount in fantasy football. I totally agree. And speaking of opportunity, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers seeing a slight window of opportunity last season with Bruce Arians coming out in the out in the out to the public saying that, oh, I want the Cleveland Browns position head coaching position. Well, we know he didn't get that, but Tampa Bay took that opportunity to say, hey, we really liked what Bruce Arians did down in Arizona. Let's try to see if he can. Uh, he is known as the quarterback whisperer. Let's see if he can whisper into Jameis Winston's ear and possibly turn his career around. So they bring in Bruce Arians. They had to give a pick to the Arizona Cardinals because he was still technically under contract until 2019. So they just end up sw- swapping picks, a sixth and a seventh rounder with Tampa Bay. Uh, Bruce Arians. Uh, actually is familiar with Jameis Winston, right? He coached Jameis Winston in a high school uh, training camp back uh, when Winston was in ninth grade. So you like that they already have that chemistry. And Travis, I'm going to give some some big stats here on why everyone should instantly upgrade Mike Evans. Now, I know that Chris Godwin is the guy that everyone's talking about in the fantasy community, and rightfully so. I think that he's a guy that's going to be a sleeper that you're going to be able to get in later rounds, that he's going to have a a lot of value for you. He's going to be a wide receiver, too, on on some weeks, and um, and mostly I, I feel like that's how it'll be for him. But Mike Evans, Travis, if you look at Larry Fitzgerald's stats... Right since Bruce Arians had taken over, he did not have a single year under a hundred targets. And if you you know those first couple of years were really rocky underneath the uh, the quarterback situation there in the offensive line. He had Carson Palmer, uh, but tr- you look at the last three seasons he had with Bruce Arians, Larry Fitzgerald had with Bruce Bruce Arians, and he went over a thousand yards receiving on each of those years. And he had a handful of touchdowns in each season. So for me, I am trying to get Mike Evans on whatever team that I can get. I think that he is being undervalued at the wide receiver spot. And Bruce Arians loves to air out the ball. Yeah, I would have just loved to see Humphrey stay in this offense. I just think that there's so much here uh, to be taken. And it's, you know, the biggest thing for me in this hiring is the running back position. And right now, I don't feel confident in either of the guys they got on the roster. Uh, you know, you talk about Peyton Barber. You talk about Ronald Jones II. You talk about these guys that are just not very good. Can Arians either work magic on those guys, or are they going to draft somebody? There's plenty of guys, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about it in the next couple of weeks as the draft gets closer. There are guys I've been sending Johnny DMs lately of guys that are in this rookie class that I think can blow the top off. Um, there, there's just a lot of them and a lot of unknowns with these guys. If they draft some of these guys like a Daryl Henderson or like a, you know, so, like a Josh Jacobs, like some of these guys that are in this draft class, uh, we could be looking at a really, really good fantasy star because there were weeks that Peyton Barber gave you RB two numbers mm-hmm. in a very bad offensive situation. You bring Bruce Arians there. I think that's good. As far as the man, Bruce Arians, I mean, nobody's doing it better as far as, he hires women on the staff. He, yeah. you know, this is the guy you want to Two bring of them. in. 
Two of them. Yeah. This is the guy you want to bring in if you're trying to fix a, a troubled quarterback. And you look at his experience with Peyton Manning, with Andrew Luck, with Ben Roethlisberger. This, this guy has with, you know, the guys in Arizona with Carson Palmer. Um, so, like, I think that there are there there is nobody better. And I think the Tampa Bay may have had the higher of the offseason here. I think they probably got it right the most here because they need to either figure out what Jameis is doing, fix him or kick him down the road. And no better guy to make that ass- uh, that assessment than Bruce Arians. I absolutely agree. And when you refer to the running back position, this is a, a situation I'm monitoring very, very closely because I know that Peyton Barber wasn't the best running back last season, Travis. But I am I have watched Bruce Arians pretty closely, and he has the ability to make whatever running back he has fantasy relevant. He is a bell cow type of running back. I mean, heck. Andre Ellington was a beast of a running back a few years ago for one season, and he's not even that good, but it's because Bruce Arians knows how to get his guys in space. And uh, you look at what uh, Peyton Barber had last year as far as targets. He only had 27. He did catch 20 of them, so that is an ability that he has uh, coming out of the backfield. So Peyton Barber could actually become a value in the draft if the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't try to pick up one of those running backs in the draft. But I, I do think that they ultimately do end up going that way. Yes. Please, uh, please, please draft. Right. Yeah, that, we're all hoping that. <laughs> all right, we're going to move on to the next coaching change. Big topic here, and that is the Arizona Cardinals selecting Cliff Kingsbury, the offensive coordinator, former offensive coordinator for two weeks of the uh, USC Trojans, more formally known uh, for his time at Texas Tech, his alma mater. Travis, do you want to jump in here first and give your little rundown? And then I'm going to go off on my rant, maybe surprise you a little bit with uh, some of this breakdown of my version of what I think about Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, so I know you're going to have a little bit of more of the heart hitting stats i want to just kind of talk about philosophy with cliff kingsbury we know he's going to run this air raid offense and a lot of people are going air raid and it reminds me of when rpo came out and people were just talking rpo 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 tony romo saying rpo i know what an rpo is dude commentators could not get enough of that it was so irritating classic rpo here (laughs) yeah exactly but air raid is that new trigger word, that new, you know, hot word that's coming out there. And it reminds me of the Madden run and gun. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Remember run and gun, the run and gun playbook you'd have in Madden. This is what it reminds me of. It's going to be a lot of RPOs. It's going to be a lot of getting guys in space, uh, p- throwing to the backside of the backfield. And Johnny can probably break down some of those stats as well. We know he had success throwing to the running back. So David Johnson is hopefully going to make that turnaround. Um, and he could be a value this year, similar to what Gurley was a couple years ago when McVeigh took over. People were hesitant to, because of what had happened the year before. So for me, I love the David Johnson uh, relationship here. On the other side of the ball, we talk about why he was fired uh, at Texas Tech, and I really think it has to do more with the defense. They were not a good defensive squad in, the, in, that, in his time there. And so what does he do? He takes an ex-head coach in Vance Joseph, hires him on his coaching staff, similar to Sean McVay. I know that's the hot item and the, and the lazy narrative, so to speak, to, to compare him to Sean McVay. But what did McVay do? He hired a veteran 
head coach or ex head coach to run his defense, say, you're going to be the man, you're going to be the head coach of our defense. I'm going to go run the offense. And so I think these are very smart moves that Cliff's done already. And I, I'm really looking forward to those paying off. Yeah. I mean, like that was like the whole big thing and the enamor, right? With Cliff Kingsbury is he was friends with Sean McVay. So it's got to be, he's yeah, got to be like the same once. guy. Yeah. Right. So it's, <laughs> You know, he texted him, hey, how's it going? And all of a sudden, he's got the magic got, of Sean McVay. He got McVay. ghosted by Sean McVay. <laughs> so, I, so I have to say, with this Cliff Kingsbury signing, I'm, I, as a Cardinals fan, am very, very excited. But even from a fantasy standpoint, I'm very excited because what Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury can bring to this offense, which was the worst in the league last year, um, is consistency and make reads easy, right? And we'll talk about Josh Rosen first here, Travis, uh, because Josh Rosen is currently the quarterback. Josh Rosen, his uh, going back and watching some of his game tape of last season, yes, everyone knows about the offensive line issue. Everyone knows about the wide receivers. Everyone knows about the offensive, coordinate, offensive coordinator issues. All of those are, are true facts. But what is Josh Rosen? Is he He's not perfect, right? So when I looked at Josh Rosen, the thing that he was consistently doing wrong was he was late on his reads. Like there would be guys open and he should have just, all right, throw it done, you know, check it down or whatever. Instead, he was holding on to the ball a little bit too long or he was throwing behind receivers, things like that, which he wasn't really showing signs of in college. Uh, he saw signs of we saw signs of last year. So it shows that he wasn't confident in the playbook. He wasn't confident in the coaching staff. Uh, he was questioning himself on play calls. So uh, he needs to correct that in order to become a, a much better fantasy quarterback and a better quarterback in the NFL. When you look at his line of work compared to the other rookie quarterbacks, Travis, other than Baker Mayfield, who was the outlier, he really isn't that much different. Their stats are very, very comparable. He was only 600 passing yards below Sam Darnold. He was, uh, you know, had the uh, roughly same amount of interceptions as Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. They all were relatively the same. So it's hard to say, like, everyone's pointing to Josh Rosen saying, oh, he's a terrible quarterback. But when you look at the stats, like they are the completion percentage, even they're all in the 50s, mid 50s. So they're all, but you don't see Buffalo saying, "Oh, we need a new quarterback," or you don't see the the giant or the the um, Jets saying, "Oh, we need a new quarterback." They're fine with their quarterback. All of a sudden, because the Cardinals have the number one pick, they're saying, uh, "Oh, they need a new quarterback." Now, with that being said, well, it's it's a it's it's a perfect storm, though, right, Johnny? It's right, a, it's a storm of. Murray is the guy that is the potential number one pick. Right. We know what Cliff has said about Murray, and Murray fits that system very well. And as as I start, so I, in the very beginning, I was completely off of the, the Murray to the Cardinals bandwagon. I did not want it at all. Now, with that being said, and after what I've seen the Cardinals do over the last few weeks, I am starting to actually believe that they will, in fact, select Murray as the number one pick. I am crossing my fingers with all my fandom that they can somehow get some kind of first round return, whether that's from Miami, whether that's from the Broncos, the Giants or New England Patriots at the end of the first round. I'm hoping we can get some kind of first round value for him back. I would be OK with that because we have so many holes that at any one of those picks that any of those teams have, we can get a very nice starting option that 
that we, you know, to fill in. There's so many holes in this offense. So um, I'm now okay with it. And as I start to look at where Cliff Kingsbury is as a, as a coach, his main downfall, you know, everyone wants to talk about his, oh, he was 35 and 40 in college. How do you expect him to come into the NFL and actually win uh, in the NFL? Well, it, again, if you look at his offenses, Travis, he scored 35 points or more in four out of his six seasons in, in college. He was in charge of the offense there. You like what he did. He turned Case Keenum from, a, a, you know, a terrible quarterback. He threw like 2,000 yards uh, his first um, season. One of the best college quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, exactly. Case Keenum. Yeah. So, uh, they, I mean, he turned it. Yeah, he turned him around, he, he, you know, yeah. and then his claim to fame is is Mahomes. So Cliff Kingsbury has the ability to turn all these quarterbacks into what he and fit his offensive system. But with that said, dude, Murray fits this like a glove. He's wanted Murray and his downside in college was he was not a good recruiter. Now, all of a sudden, you don't have to recruit. You just go out and yeah. pick them and they play for you. So with right. that being said, I think that this could be his first opportunity to say, you know what? I've wanted this kid for so long. Please just give me this opportunity to take this quarterback. And I promise you, you will not regret it. And I could do a lot more with him than I can with Josh Rosen. I think he can still get the job done with Josh Rosen, but I do, I agree, and I'm starting to come around with you and everybody else that Murray fits this offensive scheme like a glove. He can run. He can throw the ball with a flick of his wrist 50 yards down the field. I really uh, think that if they get Murray, it will be more exciting for this offense. Well, the Cardinals may regret taking Murray, but I'm going to may not regret taking Murray, but I'm going to regret letting you talk about Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals yeah. because we just whew, we man, went over by are. a minute. So I, I apologize <laughs> on that. So no, no worries. We're down Let's to our these quick hitters. Rapid reaction, Travis, on these guys. So uh, I'm going to start. We're going to start with the Miami Dolphins. Brian Flores signs with them. He's the, he was the defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Now going down to Miami, what do you think of this pick, Travis? Biggest thing here is that Flores could be the first guy coming from Belichick that actually fits the Belichick mold. He was a scout as well, so we like that connection there. Uh, he could, and he's defensive base just like Belichick. He hired Chad O'Shea as his offensive coordinator. That, that is the guy mm. responsible for Edelman's success for the most part in the league. Uh, for me, it just comes down to Bill Belichick is 12 and six against his disciples. He now plays him twice a year. So uh, I'm not super confident in that pick. Uh, next, we're going to go Wilson for fantasy is a guy like Devontae Parker as well. Wide receivers. Yes, I like Especially that. Especially with Fitzpatrick coming. Yep. All right. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Zach Taylor. They hired from uh, he was the um, defensive coordinator. For the Denver Broncos, comes over. No, no. Sorry, Jack Taylor. Oh, Jack Taylor was a QB coach for the Rams. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, QB coach for the Rams. What do you think he can implement over here for the Cincinnati Bengals, who struggled on offense last year? Well, I, I like to see what he's going to do with uh, Dalton. Dalton's still a little young, so we could see him actually either try and do one year with Dalton and see what happens there. A.J. Green getting up in age. But I really love this marriage for Joe Mixon. How are they going to continue to use him in the passing game and up his, his pass-catching abilities even more than what they were last year? All right, we're going to go to the New York Jets, who they – this could have been another big topic we could have talked about because I do like this Adam Gase signing, Travis. I think it could yeah. be a really good hire for them. 
Uh, he did some really good things down in Miami with uh, less than stellar cast at the quarterback position. As you know, Ryan Tannehill was consistently injured. They let him go this offseason because of it. Uh, he gets upgrades at the running back position because Bell signed with there. He also goes out and signs Jamison Crowder to play the slot. They have Robbie Anderson. I like the positions that he's put in in that offense in New, in the uh, New York area. Sleeper of the year, Chris Herndon is another guy I'm looking at right there at the tight end position, loving that. Gase was actually endorsed by Manning. Uh, he, Manning called the Jets and told them, like, you got to hire this yeah. guy for Darnold. I think that's great. Um, we're looking at him. What a he's reference, a Mike, right? Yeah. He's not a Mike McCoy who is living on Manning's coattails. Manning is actually giving Gase props here. So, yeah, like that. All right. And then the last coaching position we're going to talk about is Vic Vangio, Vangio sorry, Denver Broncos uh, head coach. They This is what, more importantly for me, Travis, that I'm looking at. They hired Rick. Uh, I'm gonna mess up this um scan scan gorillo no that's way bad <laughs> I don't, i'm not sure um anyway he was the offensive he's now the offensive coordinator if you know if you go back in time he was uh the quarterbacks coach for the 49ers where he has done wonders for jimmy garoppolo cj bethard brian hoyer and nick mullins he took that off those that position and they ranked 10th in passing yards per game over the last two seasons. And as you can tell, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't played that much over the last two seasons. So he's really done wonders. So I really like what he has, uh, what he's going to bring to the table now with Joe Flacco as his starting quarterback. Yeah. The Broncos zig when everybody zags here and is hiring the young offensive minds, they hire an older defensive mind because they know they've won a Super Bowl by focusing on the defense and letting the offense kind of tag along. My only concern here is Fangio's lack of allegiance to yeah. running back Philip Lindsay. And because they spent the high draft capital on Freeman, how much are they going to have to do a split here or want to do a split here? So that is something to watch. Let's see how it progresses into training camp, into the preseason. All right. That's all for our coaching changes and breakdowns. I want to know, and Travis wants to know, what Whisper Nation thinks will be the most beneficial fantasy football player to come off of these new coaching changes, let us know. Or what team. Let us know what team you think made the best coaching hire. We want to hear from you, Whisper Nation. All right. Until next time, that is Big Travi. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks. Please, again, make sure you go over and check out our YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe button hit the little bell so you get a notification anytime we go and press new videos oh and as always if you are not following us on twitter or instagram or facebook please do so we've got all sorts of content on those platforms as well that's johnny game time hicks i'm big travi and we're out peace peace